It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the Lobos, and much more. Now, here's Mike Adams 2.0. Presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And what a year it's been. It's already going to be the end of July. And in the first week of August, boy, have people been talking about this fight for about a month now. And ever since he fought last time at the Revel uh, Entertainment Center, people were saying, when are you going to come back? When are you going to fight again? Now, we had him in studio uh, in January, I believe, with Kid Frost. You and Kid Frost had shown up. And I'm happy to have you back because... There's so much more to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, he's known as the Diamond Boy, Matthew Griego. Welcome live in studio, Diamond Boy. Thank you for having me. Now, this one's for the NABA title. Yes. Right? And you're fighting a former world champion. Like, you know, people always want to talk about opponents. But you said, no, bring me a champion. Bring me a guy who's worn it, who's worn the belt. Like, I want to get down with the get down. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. So let people know about your opponent. Uh, his name is Melito Sevillo. He's a, a former strawweight WBO champion. So, I mean, he's been at the top before and um, fought some of the best. So I expect him to be sharp and game and um, kind of show me exactly where I am. You know, you think of strawweights, you think of Ricardo Lopez right away, maybe the greatest strawweight of all time. This guy's no pushover and has had a ton of fights, ton of experience. What will the NABA do for you? Let people know the magnitude of this title because what it catapults you to next. Man, it's just to get me up in the rankings and, and get me a shot at one of these other guys. I mean, I win the NABA and maybe defend it a couple of times. I mean, I, I could possibly become a mandatory for one of the world titles. So so that's what we're shooting for. I want to be world champion, and, and that's what I'm going to do. Diamond Boy Matthew Griego is my guest. You're listening to ESPN Radio 101.7, the team now. I think about this journey, right? You're 14-0, and 0, nine knockouts. The face of boxing in Albuquerque, New Mexico, in the state of New Mexico. And we saw one of your stable mates become world champion, right? And he's decided that he's going to be coming in to support you, none other than Brian Mendoza, Lavala. Shout out to you if you're listening. But how big is that to have him walking you in the ring as well? That's huge, man. I mean, he's a world champion, WBC world champion. So it's not like uh, he's just some guy. One of my friends come in. He, he's he's family to me, but he's a world champion. Um, he's coming to show support not only to me but to New Mexico and show his face for the fans here because he did win a world title and we haven't seen him since. So it'll be his first time showing his face in the state of New Mexico with the green strap around his waist, and uh, uh, he'll be walking me out and he'll be ringside. And um, you guys got to show up to meet this guy, man. Um, most current world champion New Mexico has, and um, I believe I'm going to be the next one. Yeah, I believe that too. Diamond Boy Matthew Griego is my guest. When you think about all the great champions, and we always talk about this, you know, it's like mandatory to talk about this. But you think of Bob Foster, you think of Johnny, you think of Danny, you think of Austin, you think of Holly, you think of Angelo Leo, now Brian Mendoza. Like, think about that. That's seven people. Yep. Right. And shout out to to Daniel Pettis, who fought for the world title in London. Right. But you could be the eighth person in the history 
of New Mexico boxing. See, it's not just like, hey, Diamond Boy won the belt. It's just like history yeah. when you get there, right? Yeah, of course. Like I always say, I mean, you know, there's so many guys that, that give their all in this sport, and there's a very, very, very few that, that make it or that become world champions. So it's um, it's a it's a very, very small chance that people do that. And to be just close to getting that done is, is a big, big thing. You know, I talk about the 112-pound division. And you look at the history of that division. And, of course, the history begins here with Johnny and Danny. And now there's another 112-pounder, and he won the other night. Shout out Abraham Pettis and, of course, you. So this 112 division has had some unbelievable fanfare when you think about it. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of starting to feel like that again. And I've been with you to a few spots, and I just see these fans, they, they adore you. It's almost like going back in time 25 years. Do you exactly. feel, do you, are you starting to feel that when you're out and about? Yeah, yeah. They always say history repeats itself. And, um, I believe 112 pounds is one of the most talented divisions in the world. And it's always like that. I mean, we're probably the quickest guys you see. Um, we throw the most punches that you'll see, most active. We have to be in the best shape. So, so we're the most exciting fights to watch a lot of times, even though we don't get the big spotlight like 147 or the heavyweights. Um, we're, we're some of the most guy, most exciting guys to see. So so it takes a lot of talent to be in this division and be one of the top guys. Speaking of 147, there's a great fight tonight. Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford. Who do you got, champ? I got Terrence Crawford. Um, I think it's going to be a great competitive fight, but but I just think uh, Terrence Crawford has too many tools in his bag. I like Bud Crawford. For me, him, NOI, Canelo, those are my best pound-for-pound fighters in the world as of today. As of today. But I think this can go down like Hearns, Sugar Ray Leonard. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. And it's good to have boxing at this magnitude. Let's get back to the diamond boy. So I've been seeing these cool shirts, these cool hats, and I got a chance to look at these pictures. Shout out Will Fox, right? Shout yes. out shout out to everybody who took these pictures. But you you now are your own brand. I mean, you, you're... You're your own merchandiser. You're your own. You're promoting yourself in such a big way. Did you did you have this plan? Like Wrecking Crew Promotions is a promoter, but you you're everywhere from signing autographs to to going to interviews to making sure everything's handled, and then having to go to practice <laughs> for three hours. Is this what makes you tick? Oh yeah. Um, it, it's, it's just part of the game, you know, it's part of something you have to do to make yourself grow as a person and a fighter and a, um, a brand. Um, since I was really young, you know, my family, my mom, my, my sister, we, we've done a great job as far as selling myself and, and even in the amateurs, I mean, uh, I was main event to many, many fights and we would sell a lot of tickets. Um, we made shirts as an amateur, not too many people do that. And, uh, since then it's just grown and grown and now, now it's turned into my own brand and we're, we're gonna make it big and, and hopefully be rolled the ride real soon. Well, I saw the hoodies. I saw the flags. I, I mean, this is high level. This high, this is the stuff when you go to Vegas and you're at the T-Mobile. This is the kind of merch you're, 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 you're giving out. I, I, I wanna, I just wanna say this. The hats, the snapbacks, that, that, you know what I mean? Like yep. a guy like me, 
That's what we came up on, snapbacks. But you exactly. brought, but you brought them back. Yes, old school. Yeah, which I think is so super cool, man. Now, August fifth, Via Hispana, State Fairgrounds, Expo New Mexico. This is where during the State Fair, it's in the Spanish Village. Like, how cool is this? It's great. It's gonna be fun. It's old school, man. Like. There hasn't been fights there in so long that a lot of these old school guys that, that fought back in the day fought there. And um, I'm, I'm hearing it a lot. Like, I'll tell people, what's up, yeah, Hispania? They're like, hey, there's a lot of fights there back in the day. Well, we're, we're bringing it back. You know, we're going back old school. Uh, it's going to be cool. You know, a lot of culture, a lot of tradition. I can't tell you how many times over the course of 30, 40 years that I've been in there to listen to Al Hurricane or listen to Darren Cordova, right, or Gonzalo. And it was it's a tradition. Like, no matter what. Right. If you yeah. grew up in this town, you were going to get your tacos, your enchiladas. You were going to sit down and you were going to listen to music. And now you're entertaining in that same venue. I mean, to me, I think that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. All these legends that have performed there or fought there or have been on that stage. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to be on that list now. Diamond Boy Matthew Griego is my guest. It's ESPN Radio 101.7. The team. It's at Mike Adams 2.0, Spotify podcasts, Apple podcasts. Now, how's training? I mean, you look good. I know we're a week out. Yeah. And you almost look on point. I mean, you almost look like you could weigh in today. And that has to feel good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my weight's good. I mean, my training's been good. I'm in great shape. I feel like I've been ready for for a while now. I've been. This has been a long camp. It's been a good, tough camp. Um, I mean, all my trainers are on point. My strength conditioning coach has me strong. Um, my 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 weight is good. I have a couple pounds to lose, and uh, I feel great. I'm just ready to go in there and get the job done. You know, I'm fighting a southpaw, so we had a lot of southpaw sparring. Yerubo Maru, um, Isaiah Ortiz out from Hobbs. You know, it's been it's been great. Um, I, I'm I'm just ready to go in there and, and put on a show and and give the fans what they want to see. Yeah, little Yoruba, tough. And shout out to his sister who just got her first victory. I'm sure they'll all be at your fight as well. Oh, yeah. And I I think about Leroy Bazan, the job he's done, the team that you've put yourself around. It just feels like it's a professional camp. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like I, I, I look at everything you do and you have a process from the robe you wear, right, from how many rounds am I going to spar today? Like, like it's almost – I always used to say this. I felt like Johnny coached himself. Like, he already knew what he was going to do, right? Exactly. He was just so talented. Like, yeah, he'd hit mitts with people and trainers would come in, but it was almost like he was so high IQ of boxing that he already knew what was going to happen, and and he was tenacious about getting it done. Exactly. And I feel that way with you for whatever reason, like, you're always thinking two steps ahead. It's almost like you're 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 a businessman in a sense of this has to get done in order for this to get done. Yeah, you have to be like that. And very detailed. So Leroy Bazan, shout out to you if you're listening. And then of course your trainer Manuel and Naya, Cutman Sergio, who does a phenomenal job, Sergio Chavez. Now, I how has it been? Like I'm seeing you on on nine o'clock TV programs that that are not sports related, I've seen you on. Like, does it feel different this run of, like, hey, I want you on this show, and then hey, come over here and do this, and it just feels like there's a lot more activity. Oh yeah, 
there's there is there's definitely a lot more activity and it's it's a big thing to do with the title that I'm fighting for and and obviously the opponent I'm going up against it's it's a big fight this isn't by no means no little fight or no little thing that's just stay hey, he's fighting and it's going to be a good show whatever this is a big big opportunity for me and New Mexico in a whole um I'm going to be a world champion and and this is the next step to that you know the card is billed as hecho in Nuevo Mexico which is made in New Mexico you think of your roots from Belen, New Mexico, from the South Valley, that you're pure, you're, you're you're New Mexican through and through. And the one thing I've noticed, Matt, and a, and a lot, Condit does this, uh, Diego does this. You guys just rep the city, man. Holly does, it. you know what I mean? It's just like it makes you proud to be from Albuquerque. Oh yeah, and especially when you guys are out there with the flag, with the mouthpiece and the Zia, or you sometimes coming out in full. Full yellow and red, and it's it, it's an excitement. It's like oh, yeah. it's, it's more than a fight; it's entertainment. Exactly. And I think that that brings a lot to the table. Yeah, I mean, born and raised, man. I'm not. I didn't come from out of town, and you know, grew up here. I was born in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I was raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico. A lot of people can't say that, and that's why I, I rep the city so hard because this is where I'm born and raised. This is home. This will always be home. Matthew Griego is my guest, ESPN 101.7 The Team, August 5th, Via Hispana. That's at the New Mexico State Fairgrounds, now called Expo New Mexico. Get your tickets. I mean, get your tickets. We, last time I went to Revel, I, I, you couldn't, it was jam-packed. Yeah. This gives you a little bit more room, a little bigger, right? It's going to exactly. be, it's, it's just going to be where you're not going to be, confined to your seat where you can actually get up and walk around if you want yeah you're gonna be comfortable everyone's gonna be able to be comfortable and and enjoy the show i mean i don't think there's gonna be a bad seat in the place and and it's gonna be a great show now i went to your autograph signing you you wanted to show the fans kind of a sneak peek of the merch and i saw guys it was at all in autographs shout out shane and i saw guys come in right and they were buying your boxing glove and you sold out of all the boxing gloves that day. Out of all the boxing gloves that day, there wasn't one left. And this is people that were just walking in like, hey, you're fighting on the fifth? You're the diamond boy? You know, what was that like? Because it wasn't, there was a lot of different people from out of town too. People from Texas, people from all over. How did that make you feel that day? I mean, it makes me feel good, man. Like we're doing something right, you know? Um Obviously, people are getting to know me and starting to notice who I am, and that's the goal. Uh, once I get this title and once I keep climbing the rankings, it's just going to get bigger and better, and I'm not going to be able to just sit around. People are going to know who I am and come and talk to me, and I'm open to that. You know, I have to say this. You, you, you're you very tight-knit. You know, you just had a second kid, and, you know, you always have your family with you, which is a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. You know? I have kids, you have kids, you know what it's like. And then coming from Albuquerque, you know that family is everything. Family is who you are. Yep, exactly. And all your family participates. You know, I see your sister Monique, she's running around. I see your mom very involved, your grandmother. <laughs> like your grandmother wants to make sure everything's perfect, right? And then you have your dad on the other side, moving and shaking to get Wrecking Crew promotions off the ground. That has to make you feel good as you move as you move forward. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I have a great support system. I mean, it gives me the chills because 
ever since I was young, you know, we've had a great support system. And it goes not even just grandmas and dads. And it goes to my cousins and, you know, third cousins. Like, I, I'm really close with some of my third cousins. Not many people even know their third cousins. So our family has stood really close all my life. I mean, my mom raised, like, half of my cousins, you know. Uh, we all lived together pretty much. They they would sleep. We would sleep together in the same bed and fight. I mean, uh, I grew up around family all my life. So so that's part of the reason when I went to Vegas, it was kind of tough to stay out there. I've been around my family my whole life, really, really close. And um, that's part of the reason we came back. And, I mean, New Mexico as well. I love New Mexico. This is home, like I said, and it always be home. But coming back was a big thing and a big weight off my shoulders because – I'm so close to my family and used to seeing them every day. So um, it helps me out a lot having them around. Matthew Diamond Boy Grego is my guest. He fights August 5th. Echo in Nuevo Mexico. That means made in New Mexico. So leading up to this, you got an incredible undercard. You know, you're bringing back Matthew Baca, the champ, and people recognize his name in this city for sure. Um, and a lot of, you know, Lorenzo Benavides that the <laughs> crowd, you know, He's a crowd favorite. Oh, yeah. He's a crowd favorite. So putting this card together, um, that's another, you know, there's just so many components. But tell us a little bit about the champ, Baca. I know he's training uh, with you guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's part of, he's with us. Yeah. And how's his training been? He's doing good? He's doing good, man. Um, it's been nine years, so it's a long time to be out of the ring. And he, he came back. He's in great shape. You know, he started working with my conditioning coach, Leroy Bazan, as well. So So we know he's in shape and ready. I think he's on weight right now. Um, just sharpening up. That's it. All we need to do is sharpen him up, and, and he's ready to go. Um, we have a great undercard. Lorenzo Benavides as well is going to put on a show, as always. I mean, that's no no question. Uh, we got Quentin De Leon, who's um, Muay Thai background, but he's he's making his boxing debut, and he's going to be he's going to be a good fighter, a great fighter. Uh, also, Isaiah Agulad, who's who's really has a good following. He has a great following, and um. I think he's going to put on a show, too. You're going to kind of like to watch him. A lot of people are going to like the way he fights. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, August 5th, uh, that's going to be on a Saturday night. And I'm just excited for this. You got Earl Spence, Terrence Croft. You're fighting for the for the NABA, right? Tyson Fury and Ganu, did that surprise you? I, I mean, I have to ask you. It kind of did. Um but I mean, Tyson Fury's done what he's done in the sport already. He, he's one of the best heavyweights to ever live. So I, I think he deserves to do what he wants to do. I mean, he beat Wilder twice. Um, he, I, I don't think there's a heavyweight out there that could really mess with him. So why not go make your money and, and enjoy your family? I mean, people don't realize the work that we put into the sport. And whenever you get to that point where you're the best, well, do what you want to do. Same with Floyd Mayweather. People judge him on doing these little fights that are making him some money. I mean. He was at the he was the best in the game for how long? Twenty years, fifteen years. Right. I mean, the best. So do what you want to do. Go make your money. I know I would. <laughs> yeah. Diamond Boy Matthew Griego, Tyson Fury and Ganu. And think of this: uh, I had Bruce Trampler on a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. Hall of Fame matchmaker, top rank for many, many, many years. He's seen everybody, and I asked him. I said, "Hey, Bruce, am I too far off saying Tyson Fury's the greatest heavyweight champion ever?" And he said, Mike, that's your opinion, right? But to me, I, I honestly, he beat Klitschko, right? I, he might have had his hands full with Lennox. Yeah. Might have. Just Styles. Just Styles. I mean, Ali, maybe maybe his hands full, but, but Tyson can faint, and Tyson gives you everything. 
Um, but that's that's another subject matter. But one day we're going to sit down. And well, you know what surprised me about that is Tyson Fury dominating Wilder coming forward the way he did. He's not just a boxer. The man bullied Wilder, so. Well, and, and then came up like the Undertaker, <laughs> right? When he when he came up at the count of eight, like the Undertaker, you were like, wait a minute. <laughs> He's something else. Wait a minute. Matthew Diamond Boy Grego, my guest. Well, champ, August 5th, at in Nuevo Mexico. Where can everybody get their tickets? Uh, you could call 507-8121. Make sure you put 505 in front of that. Sorry about that. Um, or, you know, you could hit up your fighter. I mean, any of the fighters that are on the card, if you know them personally or – you're friends with them on Facebook. You could hit them up. They should have tickets in hand. Other than that, you know, that's that's the way you get your tickets. Or get them at the door. It's going to be a great show. You, you don't want to miss the show. No, and every seat's a good seat. Like, yes. you, you really, when you think about all the logistics, you know, and, and I talked to you and you're you like, Mike, I got to do something for the fans. I want my fans to be taken care of, too. I mean, who says that? Yeah. At, at such a young age. And I just thought it was super cool. And I've been in that venue many, many, many of times, and it's there's not a bad seat in the house. And that's why it was so cool when these artists go play and you're listening to the music, like everything's perfect um, as far as visual. And then you have to perform. Yep. That's the beauty of it, right? The performance. Exactly. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Weigh-ins August 4th, where are they going to be at? They're going to be at the um, Lava Rock. Lava Rock. Yeah, Lava Rock Brewery yeah. on Unser and Ladera. And that'll take place at 2 o'clock if you guys want to go to the open weigh ins that are going to be taking place at Lava Rock, Wrecking Crew Promotions, Echo in Nuevo Mexico. You can also get tickets there. Show up to the weigh in, get your tickets early. You don't want to wait in line. So maybe you go over to the weigh ins, get a couple tickets, five tickets, ten tickets, whatever you guys yep. need, um, because you'll have them there as well, correct? Yeah, exactly. There'll be tickets at the weigh ins. Matthew Diamond Boy Grego. It's always a pleasure to have you in studio. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. And I just, I, I'm excited for Saturday. I'm excited for the next, the, the journey's going to continue, but you, you have such confidence, which I appreciate. Like, I'm, I appreciate athletes with unbelievable confidence because then they go perform, right? Exactly. Like, you're supposed to have it. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to believe in the work that you put in in the gym, and, and that's exactly why I'm confident because I know I work hard and I, I don't leave no T's on cross, so I, I got to perform. And not just that, but humble. Yes, sir. That, that, that's that's incredible qualities. Diamond Boy Greg, always a pleasure. Give my best to the entire family. Yes, sir. And I'll see you August 5th. It's Echo in Nuevo Mexico via Hispana, which is on the New Mexico State Fairgrounds, better known as Spanish Village. It's made in New Mexico. You're listening to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Welcome back, Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Thank you to the Bermudez brothers. I'm excited to be playing in the El Mesquite Golf Tournament, which is going to be coming up. Always a sellout, always a good time. Just appreciate Sergio, all his brothers, El Mesquite Market. It's one of my favorite places to go. What an incredible interview with Matthew Diamond Boy Grego fighting August 5th. Echo in Nuevo Mexico. I like the name of that card. Made in New Mexico. And it's going to be an unbelievable night of boxing. And weigh-ins are the fourth uh, at Lava Rock, 2 o'clock. And then, of course, the fights, uh, State Fairground, Spanish Village. Should be cool. I want to bring in my next guy. Yeah, he, he sits in with me. 
every once in a while. And I'm glad he is. Michael Frankel's up at the Justin Gaethje fight for the BMF title. That should be a good Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje. And Sam Hauser, who does a great job each and every afternoon with Joe O'Neill. Welcome back. It's always good to see. I, I, you call me, I come in, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike Adams 2.0. I'm here for you. I just appreciate it. There's a lot going on these next three weeks. I'll say. And I want to start with Terrence Bud Crawford and Earl Spence Jr. This to yes. me, best fight of the year. Oh, this, this is the fight night of the year. You couldn't have asked if, if one of these two was happening, it would be fight night of the year, but to have two fights of this magnitude on the same night and, I consider myself probably more of a UFC fan than boxing, but I would put Bud Crawford, I would put that fight on top. Yeah, you have to. You I, have to. I'll tell you, both undefeated. Um, was it 67-0 and 0 between the two of them by my count? 67-0. and 0. And The cool thing is, and I don't know if you've been watching um, all the pre-fight hype, but you think about Earl Spence going to Dallas Cowboy practice and every one of the Cowboys shaking his hand and Jerry Jones saying... Uh, all of them saying, I'm going to be there. Like, think about that because he's from Texas. Sure. And then you have Terrence Bud Crawford. And a lot of people have said, when are they going to do a mega fight? Well, they made a mega fight. And it reminds me so much, Sam, of Tommy Hearns, Sugar Ray Leonard. And to me, Bud Crawford, best fighter pound for pound. That's how far back you have to go to find anything of this magnitude. Yeah, fair enough. And then on the other dial, you're going to have Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier. For the BMF title. I, and you know what? I never realized that Masvidal, who retired, that the BMF belt was still on the line somewhere until now. I I did not know either. Uh, Micah Frankel, he's in Salt Lake City. He was on Team Talk with us on Thursday. And, yeah, he he informed me of that at the time, that Masvidal's going to be there to put the BMF belt on whoever wins that fight. Like, if there's UFC... He's gonna, he's gonna, uh, still show up. He's retired, but he's still the perfect guy to just be around UFC, Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, for sure. Now, I want to switch gears because I do. And I need to ask you, Novak Jokovic mm-hmm. and Carlos Alcazar. The tennis game, Alcazar is the new guy who I think, I really think Alcazar could get 24 titles. That's where Novak's at. Right. But watching that game, watching that match, hmm, I want to ask you this question because I'm still in awe that two guys can go four and a half hours. Four and a half hours. Name another sport, one-on-one, that you go for four and a half hours. There isn't one. It's just tennis, and it's only a couple of guys that can do it. Med, uh, Medvedev. Oh. Incredible. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's that sport, and it's you can't take your eyes off it. It's two guys hitting a ball back and forth, and you cannot take your eyes off it. You know, it reminds me. I went and saw Pete Sampras play, and wow. to me at the time, Pete was Pete was probably the best tennis player. I I love tennis, and when I watched them play, like up close, man, your reflexes you have to have boxing reflexes. MMA reflexes, because the serve is coming at you maybe 125 miles an hour. I'm glad you brought that up. I don't think a lot of people realize how hard these shots are getting in tennis. And and here's the thing. A pitcher, let's just say a strong pitcher, yeah, can go 100-101. One on one. 
right? We don't have Nolan Ryans in the league no more who are pitching 105, 106. You're talking about a ball coming at you 125, 130 miles an hour, and you holding on to a tennis racket and getting it back into play. That's the most amazing part of the game for me is off that initial serve. It's it's mainstream high lie. Like that's the that's the closest good, example good we point. had to a ball going that fast before this day of tennis now is high lie and, and now everybody gets to see it on a on a much bigger stage. I was playing tennis, this was a while back, and against a guy a lot younger than me, but could really hit the serve. I'm all the way back to the fence line. Like that's how much I have to respect this, right? Because my reflexes are nowhere near Anything of that mag, I have pickle- yeah. I have pickleball reflexes. And when the ball was coming at me and I got it back over, that made me happy. Like right. I, I, if, if it's me and another guy and we got the same skill set, okay, we're gonna we're gonna serve, we're gonna play a little bit, right? But when you're playing that guy who's better than you and you can get it back over, to me, I lost six one. You got I, one. Yeah, I got one. But. Just hitting his serve back, I left there saying, hey, you know what? I'm good. Sure. I'm good. But going back to watching Sampras, we're talking about the Pete, one of the greatest of all times. But what Jokovic has done, he's my favorite. And I hope he gets that 25th. I really do. It's the next stages of human evolution. Right. And you're seeing even from one generation to the next now with that particular match with Alcaraz taking down the guy who has the case for the all-time great, but a guy like Alcaraz, you know, Ellie De La Cruz, what he's doing in baseball. Good point. These, you know, these, uh, these, uh, Bryson DeChambeau's who can hit the ball a mile and a half in golf. It's, it's great theater. Is Steph Curry, who hits hole in ones, Wins golf championships now. I know it's a celeb golf tournament, but Annika Sorenston was one yeah. of the greatest players ever. So it's really, these guys can golf. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, they but can. But did, did it surprise you when Steph won it? No. It surprised me that he could sprint an entire hole uh, on the hole-in-one and sprint all the way to the cup. But no, no it, it doesn't surprise me anymore. And then he and... Travis, uh, then uh, he, I mean, he's played in, in, in the celebrity golfs. He's played in the match. I mean, he he uh, he had a. Uh, I watched the first season of Holy Moly. I couldn't stick with it after that. I could only watch so much Holy Moly at one time. But no, nothing he does with a golf club surprises me. If you told me that Steph Curry played in a played in the in the celebrity All Star game and hit a home run, it wouldn't surprise me. You know what? Good point. Sam Hauser's my guest. You hear him every afternoon right here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team with Joe Neal. Broadcasters Association's coming up. You guys got to be up for show of the year. That's my guess. Uh, yeah. So we we did come away with uh, with three awards as a station this year. That's big. That's great. Yeah. It, it's it's big. It, it it is. I mean, there's only you know there's only a handful of us running this whole place going up against corporate radio stations. It's it's a big deal. I'm excited. When is that? Two weeks. Uh, yeah. Coming up here pretty soon. It's coming up pretty soon. Yeah. It's, it's in August. I'm always excited because, you know. I see people who win, and it, it you know you you have to put work into your craft, right? Yeah. Do you want to uh, congratulate KKOB for winning Station of the Year? Okay. All right. Now, as we move forward, Sam, in this great sports summer, right? 
where there's nothing on. But you think there's nothing on because there's no basketball and no football, right? Once right. basketball starts, people say, there's no sports on TV. And I say, have you seen the Cincinnati Reds? It's funny you brought up Ali De La Cruz. Yeah. I said, have you seen the Cincinnati Reds? Am I the only guy watching the Cincinnati Reds? I'm glad you're watching them, too. I mean, I, I grew up with, with that team, so I, I, you know, I don't watch him as much these days, but as soon as he came up, I mean, his first home run was against the Dodgers, and they're playing the Dodgers again this weekend, so we're all going to be watching. Then I think about Otani. Like, am I the only guy watching Otani with 38 or 40 home runs at this point? I mean, baseball, if you give it a chance, you, I, I enjoy watching a baseball game. Baseball's in a really good place. Like I, I, I'm hard on Rob Manfred. I'm very critical of Rob Manfred, but he just signed a new extension to stay on as commissioner, and it's hard. It's hard to blame the owners right now with where baseball's at. People are going to games. People are watching games, and it's because baseball is finally giving us a reason to watch the games. Like I think for so long, baseball tried way too hard to be something it was never going to be. There's only so much you can do. With that game, it's still going to be baseball at the end of the day. But you have more teams like the Orioles are trying now. The Orioles are – okay, let me actually – let me use a different word. The Orioles are competitive now. There are some teams in baseball that don't try, and there's some teams that try. They're just not good enough. But the Orioles are competitive. The Marlins are competitive. The Rangers – I mean, the Rangers are spending money yes. with some of the best in baseball. I mean, these teams – you have so many more teams now – that are trying to actually be competitive and it's fun. It's good for the game. Even if it, even if it's the same team in the World Series every year. There were only there was there was less than half of baseball that was actually interested in winning. That it, it's so much more now. It's great for the game. For sure it's great for the game. Now, let's continue. Joe Burrow gets hurt. Yeah. And if you're a Bengal fan, you have to be scratching your head right now. Uh, do we have a time frame on when he will he be back by the beginning of the season? It sounds like it. It sounds like the it, from what from what I've read so far, it could have been a lot worse. I would be shaking my head as a Bengals fan just as far as as what was going on there. I mean, I don't know obviously what the situation was. I don't know if it was a scramble drill, if it was supposed to be that way. But he goes back for a pass, play breaks down, he takes off, and he's actually you know in a full run. Couple strides in, comes up hopping. I mean, if I'm a Bengals fan, obviously my first concern is, is he going to be okay? Is this going to linger? Is it going to bother him when he does come back? Is he going to play the season with the, you know, with that, with that still kind of, with he's going to feel it? But he's to the point in his career now where, man, you don't need to be sprinting in training camp like that. Is Lionel Messi making the MLS look easy? Like, Look easy? Oh, yeah. No, but I'm saying, is he, like, in the next game, if he gets, like, three goals, two assists or something, it's going to be, like, is it fair? Is it fair that – do you understand what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. scores – of course, he has the great goal in his opening night. The great goal, right? Yeah. Come in at 52 minutes or something. And then the other night, it's almost like, this is Lionel Messi. And then what even took me a little bit further, Sam, is when Mbappe's offered $400 million for one year. A one-year $400 million deal for Mbappe. Right. And I don't even know if he signed it yet or not. I mean, this is 
Sam, for everybody listening, play soccer. Yeah, no, no kidding. Yeah, uh, don't let your kids grow up to play a salary cap sport. Sam, listen, listen. Does this make sense? LeBron, he's not even the highest paid player in the NBA. It's Jalen Brown. Okay. Yeah. You go to football. Who is it? Mahomes? Or not no, for much Le- longer. Le- Lamar Jackson now. Yeah. I mean, right? all the, yeah, all these guys are, are passing Patrick Mahomes. He's not even the highest paid quarterback in his own division anymore. So let's just say 60 million, 58. I don't have the exact yeah. number on Lamar Jackson. You go to baseball, high salary, but nobody sent. Gets offered four hundred million dollars a year. Shohei's go- well, okay, not a year. Yes, they, yeah, a show, year. yeah, Shohei's gonna get about six or seven hundred total, but yeah, not a year. No, a year, it's crazy. And the messy one is just is so everything about it is so perfect. I mean, this is one of the most famous people, not athletes, famous people in the world. He couldn't go anywhere and do anything. He now he's shopping at the grocery store, loading up his cart with cereal. He's making it look easy on the field. He's playing in Fort Lauderdale. Like I don't know if he knew exactly what he was signing up for. It's not Miami that Miami actually plays in. The whole thing is is so great, but he gets to be Lionel Messi and still play like Lionel Messi and have some of that. You know, gets to kind of live a little bit. Gets to kind of live his own life a little bit. Well, it tells you what a star you are when LeBron and Serena are there. That's true. Yeah. It, 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 oh, yeah. LeBron was their front row, and so was Serena Williams. Yeah, and 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 he came up to both of them. I, I mean, Lionel Messi, unbelievable. Well, my favorite player. Stay out of Miami, soccer. LeBron. I love I love soccer, and what Lionel Messi is going to do in Miami. Miami has to be the favorite, right? <laughs> right? If you're if you're taking odds on the FC. You got to, I don't know. Hard not to be. Hard not to be. But if, I mean, since we're talking soccer, got to throw it out there. Big one for United tonight. Huge. Hottest team in the league. For sure. Playing at Orange County tonight, 8 o'clock. Yeah. Make sure you tune in right here, ESPN Radio 101.7. Yeah, we'll have the pregame at 7. You know, Sam, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Continued success. You know, we get through a lot in a quick amount of time. Man, I got to come in here and follow up Diamond Boy. Like, you put me on the spot here. But it's always good to see him, Mike. Always good to see you. Sal behind the glass, my main man. Joe Neal, thank you, the president. For Alyssa Ryan, Preston, John Michael. You're listening to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico-owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.